0: Nakedosha's Hotline.
1: Uh, hey, can I connect you with you?
0: Yeah, with she, Johnny? No problem. Hello? It's that you know. That's funny. I answered the phone, Nacogdoches hotline, and I didn't know that it was it was going to be uh, Jackie. <laughs> in, in every city in America, there's some weird street name that has a, a weird spelling or weird pronunciation. I was thinking back to San Antonio, going. I was in broadcast school, and some uh, some gal we were we were doing a pronunciation test, and she uh, she pronounced Nacogdoches Nacho Doggies. <laughs> Being
1: from San Antonio. That's really funny for me because. Uh, I saw that streak
0: many, many times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Johnny, so great to uh, to hear from you, <laughs> brother. A- you know we go way back. You guys were just in uh, in Reno a few weeks back. I remember when, when Johnny, when you guys played at Sidelines over in Sparks, little tiny joint, and, of course, your first appearance at Aftershock. Um, take me back a little bit. Tell me what that time in uh, your career kind of meant for you guys and Nothing More.
1: Yeah, so when Aftershock came around, uh, that's where we met, yeah. by the way, right? Yeah. Yeah. That- always makes me think of that M&M song, you know, that you only got one shot. Yeah. To not miss your chance to blow. Uh, that's what I felt at that festival because we had been plugging it out for years and years and dive bars playing to five or ten people sometimes. Right. <laughs> and uh, living off ramen. And, <laughs> and basically that was the festival where we got our shot and... Right around that time, um a lot of, almost every label that we knew of in the genre had said no to us hmm. and this uh you know we so we made the record on our own, and that's when eleven seven entered the picture and started showing interest it was right before this show yeah. um, ironically, and then this show just kind of put us on the radar for a lot of people and a lot of business people and um Uh, And, you know, i got to say, you know, you've been there since day one. I I consider that day one of, like, our actual career. Right. Um, So uh, you uh, pretty much supported us and believed in us right then. And, uh, you know, I'll always remember that. And we appreciate it, man. You've been, you know, pushing us. Right at the beginning there. <laughs> well,
0: you know, Johnny, this is my second day back on the air here in Reno at, uh, at KDOT at Rock 104.5, and I think we were one of the first stations in the country to to play some of uh, you know some of that that stuff from the uh, from the yeah. last album. So thank you, that means a lot for you to to, to recognize <laughs> that. Thank you, man. Um, you know, you guys have been on the road supporting the stories we tell ourselves since last uh, since last after after Shock in October tour, taking you all over the place, including Europe. Um, and I saw some of the pictures online of uh, of your. European we'll call it a vacation I'm sure it was uh, it was less than a vacation do you have a, a, a spot that kind of stands out in your mind in Europe that you went whoa this is an incredible place to play
1: yeah God there was quite a few um, the one that stands out the most was in a country called Estonia uh-huh uh, and it's right next to Russia um, up Closer to the Scandinavian countries. Okay. Um, I think I think it's pretty close to St. Petersburg as well in Russia. So it's up there, tiny little country, and we had I had to look it up on a map when we got there. <laughs> I was like, "Where are we?" Wow. And sure enough, we played this show with Stone Sour in a a medieval era convent. It had no roof on it, but it was this giant rock. Um, convent with dungeon-like little tunnels and caverns and rooms with, you know, old you know Game of Thrones style you know jail bar like doors, and uh, it was pretty insane that we were playing in there. It was like playing inside of a relic. I think it was built in like the thirteen hundreds,
0: wow, twelve
1: hundreds, something like that. Because I'm sure a lot of uh, venues
0: can kind of build something to duplicate that, but you were in a place that was legit.
1: Yeah, like as legit as could possibly be, I think, as far as playing inside of something that's not in a museum already or protected. Um, So that was pretty amazing. And then I'll I'll say a close second was playing the Olympic Stadium in Barcelona with uh, the one and only Guns N' Roses.
0: Man. no. One okay, second. so when you play with Guns N' Roses, do you actually have a chance to hang out with Slash and Axel and talk to them?
1: Um, I did not, uh, unfortunately. Huh. But the uh, Duff was side stage, uh-huh. and uh, he was filming, and he sent um, a friend of ours also. He was our manager at one point years ago, a guy named Danny Wimmer. He yeah. runs a lot of the festivals in the United States. and a big, big player in the rock biz out here, and... He sent him a message and said that we were, uh, you know, he said, your boys are killing it on stage. Thanks for, you know, letting us have them out or whatever. Said something really nice, um, made us feel amazing, and then they asked us to come out again. Unfortunately, the date that they were asking wasn't going to work with our plans. We were going to be on the other side of the world. Bummer. But that's good news, though, because that means we might have some Guns N' Roses shows shows in the future, and then, then we probably will get to hang out.
0: Okay, so look, you got to be exhausted with all the travel. Um here in Reno, of course, we have the Truckee River, we've got gambling, we have Lake Tahoe, of course. Now, I know you had a day off in town the day before your recent show downtown at uh, at Cargo, and I've heard rumors about what you did it had something to do with the tour bus, but I want to hear it straight from you. What you what a day off in the world of Johnny Hawkins from nothing more uh, kind of looks like.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, um it's kind of a sore subject. Uh, <laughs> I- so, so I am the resident grump, <laughs> band when it comes to sleep,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, because a- as a singer, I leave all my energy there, and so there's so much. My voice is just trashed, yeah. And the only way to recover is to get, you know, good sleep. That's like my only defense against all those things. So, um, for whatever reason, this this bus that we were on, uh, that we got for. Is a great bus. We all love it. Everything about it, about it's awesome. Except, you can hear every word from people in the front lounge. Mm-hmm. If you're sleeping in the bunks, there just isn't any kind of separation with sound. So it kept waking me up when people were having drinks on the bus or inviting people on or, you know, laughing real loud. So I built. I went to Home Depot on my day <laughs> off and sketched up designs about how to rebuild an entire doorway. And so I built a frame, foam insulated it, um, bought mass-loaded vinyl, which I've used many times, and uh, I've built you know, a few studios uh, working with the band on the production side. So I knew what to do. I knew what I wanted to do. Got the whole thing built, spent about 10 hours on it, was exhausted. And then sure enough, the, the owner of the bus company uh, got a little freaked out rightfully so and turns out it's it's illegal whatever i built was illegal with the insurance uh as far as the design of the bus like it's a it's a like a fire hazard hazard. um yeah saws a bit stubborn fought back (laughs) on it and then ended up just giving in and tearing the thing down and now i have another solution so uh my other day off was spent ordering these these sound insulating super thick blankets and i've uh basically made a cave around my bunk. So now I'm sleeping in this, like... This little fortress and uh it seems to be working so far i've been sleeping well That's you know good
0: news. johnny you and i go back a lot of years and that story does not surprise me at all i remember when you had uh, that uh, <laughs> it was it was like a box truck or something you guys had retrofitted into a tour bus and uh, you know it's all part of the creativity man by the way congratulations on all these grammy nominations you got three one for best album one for best rock performance and then one for the uh, best rock song with go to war which was featured on planet of the apes and mma right Thanks. How surreal was it to get a Grammy nomination, man?
1: You know, to be honest, um, it, it didn't really hit me at first, uh, or, or I didn't really feel much emotionally. Yeah. It wasn't until I talked to my dad on the phone. We were in Prague um, when we got the news, and I was walking down the streets after the show that night, and hearing his voice, uh, you know, he's uh, almost 60 now. Mm-hmm. And he was there since day one, uh, like the the real day one of, uh, you know, buying me a drum set when I was seven. Sure. And helping me build a, the, the garage out into a rehearsal room when I was, you know, in high school. And so he's really seen it uh, through, and his voice was just uh he, I couldn't get him off the phone he was just
0: wow that's cool I think
1: that when I heard his voice that's when I really felt the emotions wow, wow. look how far we've come from these little punks in a garage or a kid in my room just staring at a blank white wall imagining what it would be like
0: yeah no yeah. doubt <laughs> You know what uh, the uh, the Grammys have have long I, I don't know they've kind of thumbed their nose a bit at uh, at rock they really haven't it hasn't seemed like the like the Grammy committee has gotten it. What might fans of uh, of rock music be interested to learn about that experience going to the award ceremony and everything else? Was there anything that was kind of an aha moment for you?
1: It was way more lopsided than I had hoped as far as mm. the the TV. Uh, what the Grammys were, you know, because when we went to go to our award ceremony, it was in a separate venue and there were amazing musical performers on there that just like from all different types of genres. And to me, that was the real Grammys. And then we went to another venue where it was the giant stadium and it was the popularity contest pop show, you know, which was a whole nother thing. That's, when it came more about, you know, bullshit. It was about, they they made so many things political. It was pop culture, like, you know, all all the that most people in the rock world, like, hate. You know, it's what our song Mr. MTV is about. That was the part that I was uh, pretty disappointed on. It it was basically the hip-hop awards, which, I you know, I, of anybody, I actually like certain hip-hop artists. Most of them are a little bit older. Mm -hmm. Not so much this generation as much. But I was like, man, come on. I thought this was about music. And, and to be honest, if, if it wasn't our first time, I don't know if I would have gone. The fact that it was our first time, and, you know, and our and friends are so excited. They're yeah. like, you know what, we're going to go. We're going to experience this. But I, I respected Avenged Sevenfold and some of the other rock bands that didn't even show up. I, I totally get where they're coming from Yeah, um, on doing that, too. So, um yeah, it was a lot of mixed emotions for a lot of different reasons.
0: Life on the road, I would imagine, can be a little unhealthy. Do you, do you have a favorite fast food chain? And what do you do to kind of remain, I don't know, arguably the most fit rock front man on the planet aside from trying to get sleep?
1: Usually fast food becomes my favorite really quick if it's 3 a.m. <laughs> and I have alcohol in my system. That's when fast food becomes number one in my life. Um I'm going to say Taco Bell's probably my number one uh, next morning. hang.
0: The new song is called Just Say When. Now, when you played this song here in Reno, you mentioned the song has a very special personal meaning. Can you tell me a little bit about the story behind the song?
1: Yeah, so I was in a relationship for about eight years um, that turned into a marriage. And uh, this was with a girl that uh, I met at the uh, calendar day of my mother's death. Hmm. Um, so I had said goodbye to my mom, family was in mourning, went out with some friends to, cause it was a long battle of cancer. So it, you know, at this point it was almost more of a relief because yeah. we had really kind of mourned her, her going away so long over the course of that year, that last year. And, uh, so I really just wanted to go with friends and pretend like everything was okay for a little bit and, and, uh, met the, and from there, we started talking and turned into a relationship. And if we would have met each other, I think, in a more stable, uh, emotional place, the story could have been different. But um, that led to an eight-year relationship, and at the end of that... Um, I was in this stage the last two years where it was basically that, that in between where it was like lukewarm and it, it didn't feel right, but it felt wrong to let go as well. It almost felt like a rock and a hard place. And, uh, that's where those lyrics and that feeling, uh, came from because, um, I did let go because I felt it was the right thing to do long term for both of us. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but it was uh it was a painful process because there was a lot of uh, a lot of history and a lot of emotions tied into it
0: well johnny i i appreciate you being able to put those emotions on paper uh you know a lot of strong men would not be able to divulge their soul like you've done so well throughout the years on 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 all the nothing more albums man and uh and i just appreciate you you know i love you like a brother and i can't wait to uh to see you again i'm not sure if it's going to be on you know this album cycle or or next one down the road but uh but take care of yourself and thank you so much for uh, for giving me a call today johnny
1: dude uh thank you jave and next time i see you i would love to get some barbecue last time uh <laughs> i was uh in the middle of a project building a door for the whole tour i i, <laughs> and, uh, I hear but, yeah, you we always we always love the cookouts man look uh, forward to seeing you again
0: hell yeah brother all right be safe on the road we'll talk soon okay
1: all right right, will do right, Thank see you Dave. bye bye man